The shiny benches in your kitchen and bathroom add value to your home, but it can be a death sentence for some of the workers who cut it. Engineered stone, popular in bathroom and kitchen renovations, contains silica, and its dust can cause incurable lung disease for workers who cut it. Basically, the simplest way to put it is that I can walk and I can talk, but I can't walk and talk because I run out of oxygen and then I'll have to stop. And yeah, that's probably the simplest way to put it. I think my official life expectancy was five to ten years. 47-year-old former tradie Ken Parker there speaking to 60 Minutes. Today, the Australian Council of Trade Unions is calling on the federal government to ban engineered stone products. Liam O'Brien is the Assistant Secretary of the ACTU and Jane Burke is Associate Professor and the Head of Respiratory Pharmacology at Monash. Welcome to both of you and I want to start with you if I can, Jane. What happens to workers' lungs when they inhale this dust? Morning, Patricia, and good morning, listeners. Uh, Essentially... The body has a lot of protective mechanisms that stop dust getting from deep into the lungs. But the problem with silica dust is that the particles are so small that they bypass all the body's defence mechanisms and go deep into the lung where they cause inflammation and scarring or fibrosis. Do we know how many engineered stone workers have been diagnosed with silicosis, Jane? It's really a devastating number, Patricia, because uh, up until recently, we really had no idea of the extent of the problem. So workplace screening has revealed that up to one in four of workers currently working in the stone industry are being diagnosed with silicosis. And it's been predicted that that will actually result in about 100,000 cases in Australia. That's quite Uh, huge. Uh, Liam, you're warning the federal government not to risk repeating the asbestos tragedy here. You want a ban and stronger laws to protect workers exposed to silica. What would that look like? Thanks, Patricia. So, as Jane said, this is a devastating disease that's affecting hundreds of thousands of workers. The engineered stone sector is a small sector, but as uh, we said, one, one in four workers that have been screened so far have got silicosis, but there's actually 600,000 workers across the country that are exposed to silica in their workplaces. And that's in mining, quarrying, but building construction and manufacturing as well. And what we need is obviously a ban of those really high risk products, those high silica content engineered stone products. We also need stronger rules in all workplaces because we've seen silicosis, not just in stone benchtop sector, we're seeing it in quarrying, we're seeing it in mining, we're also seeing it in tunnelling. Right under Melbourne right now, we're building massive tunnels and workers are exposed to very hazardous dusts. And the rules in workplaces are not strong enough. The National Dust uh, Task Force considered a ban but decided not to recommend one only in 2021. Why? Well, what the task force said is that by mid-2024, if we haven't seen improvement, then we need to consider a ban. The reality is, is that we are only 18 months away from that and we've seen no action from governments across the country. And as we saw last night, but indeed reports over recent weeks show that we are seeing rising cases of silicosis. 100,000 workers in our lifetime will be diagnosed with silicosis if we don't act. On top of that, we've also got 11,000 workers that will be diagnosed with lung cancer. We absolutely have to take action immediately to fix this problem. Jane, do you support the calls for a ban? I do, Patricia. Um, I'm representing the Thoracic Society, which essentially um, is the professional body of uh, respiratory clinicians, uh, health workers and researchers. 
and it's clear that uh, the risk posed by this high-level quartz that present in engineered stone is not an acceptable risk for workers. What can we be doing to better support workers who've been diagnosed with silicosis, Jane? Uh, this is a real challenge because even though we know that silicosis is preventable, it's essentially an incurable disease. So uh, the efforts that need to be made to ensure that workers are screened and that there's really early diagnosis so that there's not this ongoing damage in their lungs, and this will definitely increase life expectancy if we can avoid people getting serious disease. And there are some supportive uh, treatments for patients with silicosis, including oxygen therapy, uh, drugs that try to reduce inflammation in the lung. And of course, there's a lot of research trying to address whether drugs being used for other lung diseases might be useful in the treatment of silicosis as well. Liam, workers are exposed in industries spanning mining and quarrying, building construction, manufacturing. Would a ban be harder to implement in some workplaces more than others? Yeah, so look, what we're really talking about is specifically banning engineered stone products. So those shiny bench tops that people have in their kitchens, we think there are safe alternatives that can be used in place of those, whether they be other engineered stone but lower silica content products, or indeed other bench top products on, you know, timber, laminate, other natural stones as well. What we're talking about in other workplaces is not banning silica. Silica is quite an abundant um, mineral. Uh, and really what we want to make sure is that employers are required to identify those risks, to take action to reduce dust levels, to provide workers with PPE, such as respiratory protection. So in mining and tunnelling and quarrying, what we want to see is more effort being made by employers to suppress dust because it's something that, you know, Time and time again, we're seeing workers exposed far more than they should be, and we're seeing silicosis cases emerging in those sectors as well. Jane, I've got a text message, and you've kind of already dealt with a bit of this, but if you could be more specific, of uh, someone who asks why PPE is ineffective, is there a way of making PPE more effective deal doing this sort of work? Clearly, the measures uh, to reduce exposure extend. Ideally, elimination is the first way to uh, stop people being exposed. And then the exposure can be limited by appropriate uh, workplace practices. Uh, wet cutting of stone, for example, correct collection of any dust, uh, not blowing it around, of course, no fans, nothing like that. Um, PPE is a real challenge. Obviously, we know through the COVID epidemic that... Um, a perfectly fitting mask is quite challenging to achieve and some of these dust particles are so small that they can bypass the the standard PPE and so workers can be still exposed despite having some PPE um, on. Liam, the federal government did announce a $3.9 million plan two weeks ago aimed at reducing rates of the disease and eliminating silicosis, which it says is preventable. What did you make of that commitment? Oh, look, I think any investment in um, you know, ensuring that workers and the public are educated about silica awareness risks is, is, is good, but it is far short of what's needed. What we need is serious action in workplaces. We need stronger rules that make employers sit up and take notice about the sorts of risks that they're exposing workers to. You know, we need to make sure that we get rid of dangerous products to the point that Jane was making about how do you engineer at risk? Well, we know that there are safe alternatives. There are lower silica products, we should be banning high silica products. These engineered stone bench tops can be up to 95% silica content. That is just 
exposing workers to way too much risk. We know that we can manufacture them lower than that, and we should be, and we should be banning those that are high content. I want to thank you both. Uh, it's a, such an important conversation, I think, um, and I really appreciate your expertise on these issues. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Liam O'Brien, Assistant Secretary of the ACTU, and Jane Burke is an Associate Professor and Head of Respiratory Pharmacology at Monash. Think bigger about the world we live in. Ask your smart speaker to play ABC RN.